Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Sacred Elohim, Diamond Light and Pearl Ministries, your local rabbi ministry. We're now starting our next study session with the Annals of Yehu, the son of Hanai. Um, as I said, we're doing the Prophetic Community Series. Um, we'll be talking about star signs in the heavens, prophets in our communities, and what happens when a woman walks in faith. So these are more so on the lines of faith building and what we will do in the several weeks we'll be we'll, we'll be looking at Adu and some other prophets that are mentioned in the book right now we're going to go and look at yehu or yehu or jehu in english so let's see what it says so we're going to look at the annals of yehu the son of hanai so the beginning of the annals of yehu ben hanai now the rest of the events of the reign of jehoshaphat his first through his last, truly they are written in the annals of Yehu, son of Hanai, which are recorded in the books of the kings of Israel. Remember that. We're talking about just after David and Solomon, their grandsons were the nation is split. Remember this. The beginning of Yehu's genealogy. This will give us a background of the prophet king. Remember this. Of Heman were sons of Heman, who were Buka, Mehaya, Uzziah, Shabbat, Yeramoth, Hanai, Hanai, Eliathon, Gilead, Romati, Ezra, Yeshbeka, Malatha, Heolatha, and Mechatha. All these were the sons of Heman, the seer to the king. His sons were given to him to exalt his horn according to the word of Yahuwah, for Yahuwah gives Heman 14 sons and three daughters. The 18th lot came out of Hanai. His son and brothers, 12 singers are they. Hanai Obed, which is uh, his name, begot Yehu. And Yehu begot Azor, Yael, Yael, which is Joel, and Yehu, son of Yehoshabet, the son of Shammai, and the son of Asel. The first was Ezar, then Yeshar, the son of Shmit, the Gibeonite, and Yezel, the Pelet, and the son of Amosath, Barakath, and Yehu, the Ananethanite. So here we're seeing names of both Jews and Gentiles, but in this we notice Yehu, the son of and an Athite, the same one that he had a son named after him. So you got to remember, most of the times the men's, men's, men in society during these times in, in Jewish times, which I'm Hebrew, it was the son of or Benai of. So in the case of Yehu, it would have been Ben Yehu Ben Hanai or Hanai Ben Yehu. Okay. Hanai the seer, Yahoo's father. <clears throat> At this time, Hanai the seer came to Asa, king of Judah, or Judah, and said to him, Because you rely on King Aram and did not rely upon Yahuwah, your father, which is God, the armies of the king of Amar has escaped from your hands. Where is the Ethiopians and Libyans not a huge army with a great number of chariots and horsemen? Question mark. Yet because you relied upon Yehu, Yahuwah, 
he delivered them into your hands. For the eyes of Yahuwah move to and fro through the earth to strengthen and support those whose hearts are perfect towards him. In this respect, you have acted foolishly, and from now on, you will have war. But Asa was angered by the seer because of this, and threw him in prison. At the same time, Asa also mistreated and oppressed some of his people. So here we can see Asa, which is a son of either Jehoabim, Je Je Rehoboam, or Je Jeroboam, either one. They were two brothers from Sam Solomon, or uh, um, his Hebrew name would have been um, Shlomo, um, was one of the grandsons of Shlomo. Asa was in the land of Judah, okay, or the kingdom of Judah at the time, was mistreating the people. We don't know what that mistreatment was and how much it incurred, but God was offended with it according to this. Now we see Yehu, who becomes king. Now I'm going to give a little background on this. How he becomes king is because he has an uncle named Jehoshaphat that is king, and he's adopted. Or Jehoshaphat married his mother. That's usually how you see it. It would be Hanai was his father, but yet Jehoshaphat was Hanai's brother from a previous marriage, maybe a half-brother, so forth and so on. This is usually the context of how the Jewish culture was during those times. Women, if their husband died, they would marry a brother-in-law, or if they were sons and no family given, then no sons was adopted by an uncle, a grandfather, so forth and so on. There was no, like, stepfather, stepmother, stepbrother, step this, step that. It wasn't recognized. It was a mother of or the son of or the father of. Um, Yehu the seer prophesied the first prophecy. Then the word of Yehu, Yahuwah came to Yehu. Yahuwah is he, that's the meaning of the name, son of Hanai, against ba Basha, saying, I lift you out of the dust and made you ruler over my people Israel. But you have walked in the ways of Jeroboam or Jeroboam and have caused my people to commit sin and provoked me to anger by their sin. This is God speaking. Behold, I will consume Basha and his house, and I will make your house like the house of Jeroboam, son of Nabat. Okay? So here we're seeing... King Jeroboam and his brother, which ruled Judah at the time. So you're seeing Israel and Judah, the separation of the two kingdoms. Much similar to what we're seeing right now going on with Democrats and Republicans and this and that. We're seeing separations and splitting. Um, and God wasn't happy with this because other things entered the picture that caused sin. So now let's go on and see what it says. He who dies of Basha, he who dies of ba Basha in the city, the dogs will eat. He who dies in the country, the fowls of the air will eat. Now the rest of the events of the reign of Basha, what he did, his power, are they not written in the books of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? So here we can see <clears throat> that these particular Alehus to Basha are not only written here, 
But this book of Yehu is in other books as well, um, which is a touch on it. So Basha slept with his fathers and was buried in Tetzer. Then Elon, his son, succeeded him as king. So now we see the succession of the kings of Israel. You got to remember, a king during this time was a head figure, yes. It was more like our presidents we have today in the United States. The people had freedom, but yet the king still had authority. But God was over top of all, and they was not honoring God's wishes. They was doing what they wanted. So we got to see. Also, the word of Yahuwah came to Basha and his house by the prophet Yehu, son of Hanai. Because of all the evils that he did in the sight of Yahuwah, by provoking him to anger by the works of his hands, in order to become like the house of Jeroboam, and because he killed him. In the 26th year of King Asa, <clears throat> As Asa, king of Judah, Elon, son of Basha, became king over Israel, and he reigned two years in Tezerah, or Tezirah. Now, Zimri, his official, commander of half his chariots, schemed against him as he was in Tetzera, drinking himself drunk in the house of Azara, steward of his home in Tezer, or Tezir. Zimri came in, attacked, and killed him in the 27th year of Asa, king of Judah, and succeeded him as king. Now, we see here that a caregiver, an official, took over the kingdom. Another official killed another official. So we're seeing here that the officials are killing their kings. Um, let's go on to see. As soon as he was seated on his throne and began his reign, he killed all the household of Basha. He did not leave him even one male, not his kinsmen nor his friends. In this way, Zimri consumed all the house of Basha, according to the words of Yahuwah, which he spoke against Basha by Yahuwah the prophet, or Yehu the prophet. So here we see the first prophecy of the future king of Israel, uh, showing that the brothers and sisters and cousins are fighting against one another in family feuding in David's family, which is quite amazing in itself that I see my lineage fighting each other. It's quite amazing. Yehu, the seer prophet, made king over Israel. Now, here's a point where Yehu, or Jehu, is made king. Elisha, or Elias, the prophet, summoned one of his sons of the prophets and said to him, Tuck your garment at your waist, take this flask of oil in your hand, and go to Roth-Gilead, or Ramoth-Gilead. When you arrive there, see out, seek out Yehu, Yahuwah is he, son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nimesh. Go to him, get him away from his associates, and take him into the private room. Then take the flask of oil, pour it on his head, and say, This is what Yahuwah says. I have anointed you king over Israel. Then open the door and run, and do not wait around. So the young man, the attendant of the prophet, set out to Ramoth Gilead. Where he arrived, he found the captain of the army sitting together. He said to them, to him, I have a message for you, O commander. So Yehu asked him, 
for which of us? He replied, for you, commander. So Yehu at this time was a commander in, in these armies in the north, Servan, Basha, and so forth and so on. So he's seen four or five transitions before he was anointed king of Israel. So he got up and went into the house. Then he poured out the oil on his head and said to him, This is what Yahuwah, the father of Israel, says. I have anointed you king over the people of Israel, of Yahuwah, and over Israel. So we're going to cut it here for a while, and I'll come back in about 10 minutes. I'm going to break. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back. I took a little longer than expected, but hey, I'm back. Um, we're going to continue our journey in the prophet Yehu, who becomes king of Israel. And his mighty deeds that he did. So let's see what Papa says upstairs in his word. And it goes on to say, You shall destroy the house of Ahab, which now rules, and I will avenge the blood of my servants, the prophets. Mm. Interesting. And the blood of all the servants of Yahuwah shed by the hand of Jezebel and Baal Zabel. Baal Zabel means Lord of the Flies. So imagine this creature with a fish tail and wings. That's what they're portraying like a fly. Okay. The whole house of Ahab shall die, and I will cut off from Ahab all the males in Israel, slave and free. I will make the house of Ahab like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebet, and the, like the house of Basha, the son of Ahi. The dog shall eat Jezebel, Belzebel, on the plot of ground of Jezreel, and no one will bury her. Then he opened the door and ran. When Yehu returned, excuse me for a minute. <coughs> okay, sorry there, excuse me. Kazoom type. When Yehu returned to the captains, his associates, one of them asked, Is it well? Why did the ma madman come to you? He said to them, You know the man, the sort of things he utters. But they said, that is not true. Tell us now. So he said, this is what he told me. This is what Yahuwah said. I have anointed you king over Israel or Israel. Then each of the men hurried, took his garment and spread it under him on the top of the steps. They blew their chauffeur and proclaimed, Yehu is king. Then Yehu, son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nemesh, which is also, the grandson, or the son of uh, Hanai. So you're talking about a continued family lineage. He was adopted into Jehoshaphat later, probably at a very young age. Um, might even been his father, we don't know. Um, plotted against Jor Joram. Now, Joram and all of Israel had been defeated by Ramoth Gilead against Hazai. Hazael, king of Aram. So, this is the first time 
pardon the expression, that a king lost parts of Israel. But King Yehram had to return to Yezreel to recuperate from the wounds that the Armenians had inflicted upon him when he fought with Hazael, king of Aram. When Yehu said, if these things is your will and desire, then do not allow anyone to escape from the city to tell the news in Jezreel. Then Yehu rode in a chariot to Jezreel because Jerem was recuperating there and Ahi, king of Judah, had come down to visit him. The watchman stood on the towers of Jezreel and when he saw Yehu or Jehu parting, party approaching, he called out, I see a company of men. Jerem ordered, Get a horseman and send him out to meet him. Let him say, Do you come in peace? Question. So the horseman went out to meet him and said, This is what the king says. Do you come in peace? Jehu answered him, What does peace have to do with you? Interesting. That's very defiant. Turn and follow behind me. The, the watchman reported and said, The messenger went to them, but he's not returning. So the messenger was in defiance of the king, both kings, both of Israel and uh, uh, Judah. Sorry there, my nose is running. The watchman reported and said he went up to them, but he did not return either. And the driving, and the driving is like that of Yehu, son of Nahai, because he drives like a madman. Interesting. Then Jerem ordered, Bring my chariot. When his chariot was ready, Joram, king of Israel, and Azai, king of Judah, or Judah, both went out, each in his own chariot. They went out to meet Yehu, or Jehu, and they met him in the plot of ground belonging to Naboth, king of Naboth the Jezreelite. This is Jezreel. Okay, when Joram saw Yehu, he asked him, Do you come in peace, Yehu? He answered, What peace is there as long as the God worshipping, talking to the worship of Elohim, of your mother and her witchcraft prevail? Okay, I'm going to wipe my nose here. So now we see here that Jerem or Jiram and his father, the king of Judah, together, and he's talking about the queen mother. The queen mother is Jezebel. So this was a son of Jezebel, one of many, apparently. So now we see here, then Jerem turned around and fled, calling out to Hazazai, treachery, Hazazai. Then Yehu drew back his bow with his strength and shot Jerem between the shoulders. Some books say in the chest, some books say in the shoulders, so we really don't know. The arrow entered his heart and he slumped down in his chariot. Then Jehu ordered 
Bitcar, the captain, sang, pick him up and throw him into the plot of ground belonging to Naboth, king of Naboth the Jezreelite. For remember when you and I rode together in the chariots behind Ahab, his father, when Ye Yahuwah brought the utterance of doom upon him, saying, Surely yesterday I saw the blood of Naboth and the blood of his sons, saying, Yahuwah, says Yahuwah, and I will surely make you pay for it on this plot of ground, says Yahuwah. Now pick him up and throw him on the plot, according to the words of Yahuwah. The king Ahazai, king of Judah, realized what was taking place. He fled on the road by the garden house. Yehu pursued after him and cried out, Kill him also! They wounded him in his chariot on the ascent to Gur, near Ebalim, but he escaped to Megiddo, where he died. So we see here at this point that two kings were wiped out by one man, one of Judah and one of Israel. These were sons of Rehoboam and Jeroboam. Or in this case, grandsons. <coughs> Pardon me. So now we're going to go on. Um, his officials carried him in a chariot to Jerusalem, or, or Jerusalem, and buried him in his tomb with his fathers in the city of David, or David. In the eleventh year of the reign of Jerem, son of Ahab, Hahazai had become king over Judah. So this is shown the separation of the, of the family itself and what happened. When Yehu went towards Jezreel, when Jezebel, Baal, Zebel was informed, she put on paint on her eyes and fixed her hair. Then she watched through a window. Just as Yehu entered through the gate, she cried out, Did Zimri, did Zimri before you who murdered his king ever have peace? And Yehu looked up at the window and shouted, Who is on my side? Who? Who? And two or three eunuchs took down, looked down at him. He commanded them, throw her down. So they threw her down, and some of her blood splattered on the walls and on the horses. And he trampled on her, and her blood splattered on the walls and the horses as he trampled her. So he report, it's repeated twice what happened. Um, okay, then he went in and ate and drank afterwards, he said, Now go and take care of the woman who cursed curses were called down upon upon. Bury her because she is a she was a king's daughter. Interesting. They still hold a place of honor for her that she was the king's daughter. But yet they <laughs> trampled her to death basically and mold her body but we're going to see what else happens here so they went out to bury her but they found nothing but her skull her feet and the palms of her hand so the dogs pretty much cleaned up the mess you got to understand she was knocked down and fell down to the ground several feet i would imagine and her guts and everything was strewn everywhere and then the horses of the artillery or in this case 
the king's guard, which he was, he was a commander, trampled her to death. Okay. They returned the information to Yehu of this, and he said, This is also the word of Yehu, which he spoke to his servant Elijah of Tishabite, saying, On this plot of ground of Jezreel, dogs will eat the flesh of Jezebel, Bezabel, and the body of Jezebel, Bezabel, shall be like garbage on the ground in the plot of Jezreel. So no one will be able to say, Here lies Jezebel, Bezabel. There were 70 sons of the house of Ahab in Samaria. So Yehu wrote a letter and dispatched them to Samaria, to the rulers of Yezreel, to the elders, and to all the guardians who raised the sons of Ahab, saying, As soon as you receive this letter, since the king's sons are with you, and you have chariots, horsemen, and fortified cities, and weapons, choose the best qualified among the worthy of the king's sons, Set him on his father's throne. Then prepare to fight with your king's house. Okay, so now he's wanting to fight the sons. Which is not heard of. Usually, it happens. So now let's see what it goes on to say. But they were greatly terrified and said, Behold, if two kings could not stand against him, how can we stand? So, so the administrator of the house, the governor of the city, with its elders, and all those were guarding the guardians of the sons sent a message to Yehu saying, We are your servants. We will do as you tell us, but we will not take any king. Do that which is right in your sight. So he wrote a second letter to them saying, If you are for me, and if you will obey my voice, then take the head of the men who are the sons of the king, and come to me in Israel by the, this time tomorrow. Interesting. Now the sons of the king's house, 70 persons, were with the leading man of the city who, was, who were raising them. As soon as the letter came to them, they took the king's sons and slaughtered 70 persons. They put their heads in baskets and sent them to Yehu of Yezreel. Then a message came and informed him, saying, They have brought the heads of the king's sons. So he said, Lay them in a pile at the entrance of the gate until morning. Then the next morning he went out and spoke to all the people, saying, You are innocent. Behold, I plot against your, my ruler. I killed him. But who has killed all these? Knowing, knowing now that nothing of the word of Yahuwah that he spoke against the house of Ahab shall fail. Yahuwah has done what he promised through his servant Elijah. So Yehu killed everyone in Israel who remained of the house of Ahab, including all his chief men, his closest associates, his priests, until none of them remained. Interesting. Then Yehu set out and went to Samaria on the way to Beth Echad, the, the shearing house, of the shepherd, he met one relative of Hazael, king of Judah, and asked, Who are you? They answered, We are the brothers of Hazael. We have come down to greet the sons of the king and the sons of the queen mother. Yehu ordered, Take them alive. So they took them alive, killed them at the well of Beth Etha. Forty two men, he left no survivors. 
So we can see here, he went from being a prophet to a king, and a very ruthless king at that. So let's go on to see. Okay, he left no survivors, which we already quoted. When he left there, he met Jadab, offer willing to Yahuwah, son of Rechabah, who came out to meet him. He greeted him and asked him, Are you of, of the same mind with me that I am with you? Jahab replied, I am. Yahuwah answered, If it is, then give me your hand. So he gave him his hand, and Yehu helped him up into the chariot. Yehu said, Come with me, and behold my zeal for Yahuwah. So he had him ride along his, in his chariot. When he arrived to Samaria, he slaughtered all who remained of the house of Ahab in Samaria. He destroyed them according to the word of Yahuwah, which he, which he spoke to Elijah. So we see here, we're a little over a minute. I was trying to keep it around 15. We see that as we continue, he definitely has vengeance on, <laughs> on everything that dealt with Ahab and with Jezebel, which is quite amazing. So we'll come back and look at the remaining of the next page, and then I'm going to call it a day. Um, but we are talking about the prophet Yehu who becomes king. There's several other things in Yehu according prophecy which is quite interesting, nevertheless to say, but it's interesting and I like it and I want to share it with my audience. So I'll be back in about five minutes. Hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody. So I decided to go ahead and at least start Yehu, son of Jehoshaphat of Nimish, and the brother Machiah, son of Elah. Three years went by without any war between Aram and Israel. Then in the third year of Jehoshaphat, which means Yahuwah's judge, the king of Judah went down to see the king of Israel. The king of Israel had said to his officials, You know that Ramoth uh, in Gilead is ours, but we are doing nothing to take it out of the hands of the king of Aram. So he presented his question to Jehoshaphat. Will you go with me to fight against Ramoth Gilead? Jehoshaphat responded, I am as you are. My people are as your people. My horses are as your horses. Interesting. Then Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, But inquire this day for the counsel and advice of Yahuwah. So the king of Israel assembled together the prophets, but four hundred men, and asked them, Shall I go to war against Ramoth Gilead, or shall I refrain? They all answered him, Go up, Adonai, my lord, will deliver it into the hands of the king. Yet Jehoshaphat asked, Is there no longer any prophet of Yahuwah here, who, will, who we may inquire of him? So the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, There remains one man by whom... We will inquire of Yahuwah, but I hate him because he never prophesies anything fit about me, only evil against me, Micaiah, who is like Yahuwah, son of Elam. Then Jehoshaphat said, The king should not say such things. 
Then the king of Israel summons, summoned all the officials and said, Bring Micaiah, son of Elam, at once. The king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, had dressed themselves in their robes and were sitting on their thrones at the thresh floor, threshing floor by the entrance of the gate of Samaria. And all the prophets prophesied in front of them. Zechariah, Yahuwah's righteous, son of Hamach, had made his horn of iron and said, This is what Yahuwah says, With this you shall gore the Armenians until they are destroyed. Mm, interesting. All the rest of the prophets prophesied the same thing, saying, Go up to Gilead and conquer. Yahuwah would deliver it into your hands, the hands of the king. Then the messenger who was sent to summons Micaiah spoke to him and said, Take heed. With one accord, the mouths of the prophets speak success for the king. Now, may your words be as their words, and may you speak success with them. But Micaiah said, Surely, as surely as Yahuwah lives, I can only speak, I can speak only as Yahuwah tells me. When he came to the king, the king asked him, Micaiah, shall we fight against Rimeth Gilead? Or shall we refrain? And he answered him, Go and succeed against Gaiman Riliath. Yahuwah will deliver it into your hands of the king. But the king said to him, How many times must I make you vow that you will tell me nothing but the truth in the name of Yahuwah? So Jehoshaphat wanted the truth. And this other king did not. So he answered, I saw all Israel scattered upon the hills like sheep without a shepherd. And Yahuwah said, These have no leader. Let each one of them return to his own home in peace. The king of Israel said to, said to Jehoshaphat, Did I not tell you he would prophesy nothing fit about me, but only evil? Micah continued, Therefore, hear the words of Yahuwah. I saw Yahuwah sitting on his throne, and all the hosts of heaven standing around him and on his right hand and on his left hand. Then Yahuwah said, What will entice Ahab to go up as he may fall at Rimamoth? One gave this suggestion, and another suggested that the spirit, then a spirit came forward and stood in front of Yahuwah and said, I will lure him. So Yahuwah asked her, How will you do this? She replied, I will go out, and I will be a lying spirit in the mouths of all his prophets. So here's a female spirit, uh, obviously Jezebel, a Jezebel-type spirit, lying to the king. Um, and Yahuwah said, will you entice him, and will you succeed in luring him? Go and do it. Behold, Yahuwah was put a lying spirit in the mouths of all these prophets of yours. Yahuwah has spoken disaster against you. Then Zechariah, the son of Chemosh, went up to him, struck Micaiah on the cheek, and said, asked, What kind of spirit of Yahuwah is now speaking through you? Micaiah answered him, or Micaiah answered him, Truly, you will see on this day, you will go into the inner room to hide. Then the kings of Israel ordered, seized Micaiah, and took him back to Ammon, the ruler of the city, and Jaash, the king's son. 
inform them. This is what the king says. Put this one in the house of the guard and give him meager food and secretaries of, um, secretaries of water until the day I return in peace. Mahaya replied, if you ever return in peace, then Yahuwah has not spoken to me. Then he said, heed my words, all you people. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, went up to Ramamoth, Gilead. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, I will disguise myself and go in battle, but you dress yourself in your robes. So the king of Israel disguised himself and went into battle. Now the king of Aram had given orders to 32 captains of his chariot, saying, Fight with no one small or great, except the king of Israel only. Interesting. Then, when the captains captains of the chariots saw Jehoshaphat, they thought, surely, this is the king of Israel. So they turned against him and attacked him. But Jehoshaphat cried out. Then the captains of the chariots realized he was not the king of Israel. They turned away from the pursuit. But someone drew his bow at random and struck the king of Israel between the section of his armor. His order that the ordered the driver of his chariot, turn around, carry me out of the fight because I am wounded. The battle ranged through throughout the day while the king was propped up in his chariot facing the Armenians. The blood poured from his wound onto the floor of the chariot and that evening he died. Then, as the sun was gone down, a cry spread throughout throughout the army, saying, Every man to his own city, every man to his own country. So the king died and was carried to Samaria. They buried the king in Samaria. They washed his chariot in the pool of Samaria. The dogs licked his blood while the prostitutes bathed, just as the word of Yahuwah had said. Now the rest of these events of the reign of Ahab and all he did the ivory house he built, and the cities he built. Are they not written in the books of the chronicles of the kings? Ahab slept with his fathers, and Ahazai, Ahazai, the son Yahuwah has seized, succeeded him as king. So we see in this little epitaph that you had a battle going on between Jehoshaphat, Haram, and some others, and, and they were clashing. Uh, the king of Aram was a Gentile nation, so you had Gentiles and Jews fighting, and one king of the, one of the kings of Israel was killed. Um, and the name of that king, uh, between Aram and Israel, Jehoshaphat wanted to free and take back Israel. That's what it's saying here, and he won it by killing their king, but also one of the kings of Israel was killed. Doesn't give the name, actually. I believe it was Ahab, but I'm not for sure. But we'll go on. Yehu receives a blessing from Micaiah, son of Elam. When the queen of Sheba heard about the about the fame of Sh- Shlomo related to, related to the name of Yahuwah, she came to rest. Now, this was a vision. She came to test him with difficult questions. Um, she arrives in Jerusalem with a great routine 
and with camels that carried spices, very much of gold and precious stones. This was a story prior to the other kings. It's dealing with Solomon. When she came to Solomon, she spoke what with him about all that was on her mind. When Shlomo answered all her questions, then was nothing so difficult for the king that he could not explain it to her. And when the queen of Sheba saw all the wisdom of Shlomo and the house that he had built, the foods on his table, the seating of his officials and attendant servants in robes, his cups, and the ascent by which he went to the house of Yahuwah, there was no no more spirit in her. Then she said to the king, It is truly report, report I have in my own land about your words and your wisdom. However, I do not believe these things until I came and saw, saw with my own eyes. <laughs> eyes. I did not believe these things until I came to see with my own eyes. Truly, not every half was reported to me. In wisdom and wealth, you have far surpassed the report. How joyous are your men, and how joyous are your officials, who stand continually before you, hearing your wisdom. Blessed be Yahuwah, your father, who delight in you, set you on a throne of Israel, because Yahuwah loves Israel forever. He made you king in order to do justice and righteousness. So we will end it there. All right, so we're now on our last page, which won't be very long. <laughs> um, we're going to see what happens with the worshippers of Baal and Ahab and so forth. So let's see what is given. Then Yehu gathered all the people together and said to them, Ahab served Baal a little. Yahu will serve him much. Now summon to me all the prophets of Baal, or Baal, all his preachers and all his priests. Make sure no one is missing, for I have a great sacrifice to Baal. Anyone who is missing shall not live. However, Yehu acted with deception in order to destroy those who ministered to Baal or Baal. Yahu ordered, proclaim a solemn assembly of Baal. So they proclaimed it. Then Yehu sent, or Jehu sent messengers throughout all Israel, and all the ministers of Baal came. There were not a man who did not come. So they come into the house of Baal, and the house of Baal was filled from one end to the other. Then they ordered the one in charge of the wardrobe to bring out wardrobes for all who ministered to Baal. Search to see that no servant of Yahuwah are here with you, but only ministers of Baal. So they went in to offer sacrifices and burnt offerings. Now Yehu had positioned eight men outside and had given them orders. If any one of you allow any to escape of these men, I am placing you in your hands. It will be your life for his life. Just as soon as he had finished offering the burnt offering, Yehu commanded the captain and the guard, Go in, kill them, that no one escape. So he killed them by the edge of the sword. The captain and the guards threw out the bodies. Then they went into the inner shrine of the house of Baal. They carried a sacred stone called a Meshtabah out of the house of Baal and burned it. They destroyed the sac sac sacred stone of the Meshtabah 
representing Baal, and tore down the house of Baal, and the people have used it as a latrine to this day. <laughs> I can't imagine somebody using the house of Baal as a, as a latrine to this day. That would just be counterproductive, but Baal was an ancient god named Baal Zebel, or the Lord of the Flies. So I could see it. It was an idol. Um, it says he destroyed the sacred stone and the people have used it as a latrine to this day. So Yehu destroyed Baal from Israel. However, Yehu did not turn from the sins of Jeroboam of his son of Naboth because Israel to commit from the circular golden altar at Bethel and Dan. Yahuwah said to Yehu, because you have done well by doing the right thing in my eyes and have accomplished against the house of Ahab all I had in my mind to do, I will sit on the throne of Israel. You will sit on the throne of Israel for to the fourth generation. Yes, Yehu was not careful to walk in the Torah of Yehu, the fathers of Israel, with all his heart, because he did not forsake the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Naboth. And because Israel, that caused Israel to commit. In those days, Yehu began to short. <clears throat> in those days, Yahuwah began to shorten the borders of Israel. Hazael conquered the children of Israel through all their territories, from the Jordan to the east, in all the lands of Galad, the inheritance of Gad, Reuben, and Manasseh, from Ahor by the rivers of Aaron, into the Gilead and Bashan. Now the rest of these events of the reign of Yehu, all that he did and all his power, are they not written in the books of the Chronicles of the Kings? So Yehu slept with his fathers and was buried in Samaria. Then Yehazi, which is his name, or Yehoshachat, son seized by Yehuah, son, his son succeeded his king. The time of Yehu's reign over Israel in Samaria was 28 years. So we see a prophet reigned as a king, and he did all that was according to Elisha, or Elijah, or Eliehu. Um, but one thing he did not get rid of was the fact Jeroboam, his father, which he was a, a grandson of Jeroboam, the sins that was committed by Jeroboam. Now, we will get into those sins. I'm not for sure. It talks about a golden calf or something like that. So... All I know is right now we've completed the first two sections of Yehu, leading up to him being a king. The next one we'll be going in is where it talks about the downfall again of Ahazai and so forth and so on and, and Yoram and what actually took place. Jezebel speaks to Elijah, which brings in Elijah again and Elias. Uh, Elias speaking to Elisha, prior to the anointing of the king. In other words, it's just going back in history. And it's a lot. Um, as I said, I'm going to read just this one page here. And then we'll call it a day. It says, Yehu coming to Yoram brought downfall da brought downfall to Ahazai. Now the day, downfall of Ahazai when he went to visit Yoram was Yahuwah's doing. And when he arrived, he went out to Yoram to Jehu, son of Nimish. 
okay, whom Yehu had appointed to cut off the house of Ahab. When Yehu was carried out, out, the judgment of the house of Ahab, he found the officials of Judah and the sons of Hazai, which was his relatives, who had been attending Hazai when he killed him. He then went in search of Hazai and his men, captured Hazai while he was hiding in Samaria, and brought him to and brought him to Jehu, who executed him. But they buried him, for they said he is the son of Jehoshaphat, who brought Jehu with Jehu with all his heart. However, there is no one remaining of the house of Hazai powerful enough to rule over the kingdom. So they couldn't find a king to replace Jehu. So Yehu becomes king. Jezebel speaks to Elijah about her, his life. Yehu's downfall. So Jezebel, Bel Ezebel, sent a message to Elijah and said, In this way, may the God, gods, Elohim, do to me. And in this way, may they add, If I do not make your life like that of one of them by this tomorrow. So that was her comment. She was saying, so what if God kills me? I'm going to make your life miserable. Elijah speaks to Elisha prior to Jehu being anointed king. Then Elijah said to him, Elisha, stay here for now because Yahuwah has sent me to Jericho. But Elisha said, as surely as Yahuwah lives and as surely as you live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Jericho together. Now here's an interesting one. The vision of the birth of the son to a woman by Yehu. But behold, a son shall be born to you who will be a man of peace, and I will give him rest for all the enemies on every side. And his name shall be Shlomo, peaceful, for I will grant peace and rest to Israel during his reign. This is talking about uh, the future ruler that would be born during the New Testament times. Uh, it says, Jehu marches with Yoram against Hazael. Now Hazazai went to Yoram of Israel, the son of Ahab, to war against Hazael, the king of Aram, at Ramoth-Gilead. And Joram was wounded by the Armenians. The king of Yoram, the king Yoram returned to Israel to recuperate from the wounds that the king of Aram, from the king of Aram. And so Ahazai, son of Jerum, or Yaram, king of Judah, went to visit Yaram, the son of Ahab, <clears throat> the king of Israel in Yezreel, because he had been wounded. So we see here that the king was wounded. And then the last part of this is Yehu, the son, Yehu, and the other slayers. So now it talks about slayers. You're going to see it's quite interesting. Then Yehu said to them, go back the way you came to the wilderness of Damascus. When you arrive there, anoint Hazael king over Aram. So he was anointed. Then anoint Yehu. Yahuwah is he, son of Nabish, king over Israel. And Elisha, our father, is our salvation, the son of Saphat, of Abel, Minho, strength, power, and Yahuwah's power. Praise Yahuwah to succeed as prophet. And it will be that those who escape from the sword of Hazazel, 
Yehu will kill, and those that escape from Yehu, Elisha will kill. So we see one transitioning to kinghood and one transitioning into a prophet. Um, so you're seeing the constant rigmarole of how the family's life was that one family member transitioned into one type of anointing and the other one transitioned into another type of anointing. The scribe is Serfan and Yahoo. Then Serfan the scribe returned to the king and reported to him, saying, Your servants have continued the money found in the house of Yahuwah, and they have given it to the overseers and workers at the house of Yahuwah. So this was like a scribe that recorded everything according to the king, and this was how things were done then. So we have now reached the end of our study, and I will mark it there. I'm not going to do any more pages tonight. The next one we will be doing will be Yehu, son of Jehoshaphat of Nimish, and the brother of Micaiah, the son of Elim. This is males. Um, we will be talking about the first person mentioned in the Bible called Micaiah and who he or she is. Which is going to be quite an interesting read say so myself if I can get this open <laughs> bear with me here um, this Micaiah figure is a prophet that is mentioned in our Bible we have a whole chapter written by him in the minor prophets um, but here he's not very well liked he's another one like Elisha and Elisha that is hated was hated in uh, Ahab's time and is still hated um, and this is talking about Jehoshaphat Yahuwah, the son of Jehoshaphat, of Nimish, and the brother of Micaiah, the son of Elim. So we've got a whole two pages of that that we will be discussing. And we go into Moab, which is quite interesting that we're going to see Moab through this whole thing. And what happens to Moab and Edom. Um, this one then goes in and bleeds into Gad, where it talks about the judgment of Edom and Rome which is another interesting read. So we will be looking at quite a bit. So I'm going to cut here. I'm going to get off, and I will have these posted later on this evening. And I might even put this reading in. I don't know. We'll see. But I want to get Yehu done so I can take a week off and then go back and do our other prophecy series that we'll be doing. I do appreciate your patronage. Uh, every time you click on uh, my i iPod iPod test series. It gives me some idea what you like. I am open to emails. You can email me at starcross2013 at gmail.com. And I still encourage you, um, Impact Church. Um, you can go to impact.com or you can find them on Facebook or Instagram if you live locally. It's 2319 South 6th Street, Arlington, Ohio. 45638. They have Sunday services, and this Sunday we have Appalachia Day, so it's going to be a good change for the norm for me. Um, I'm getting ready to start my ministry going outward from here. There will be other recordings of me talking to people and Bible study during the week. Um, 
and I will have question and answer series eventually online again. But right now I'm just doing this focused more on it than anything else because I want to put out the books of the prophets. Um, I will say some of these books are in our books, our holy books, and others are not. Some of them come off the Teflon that comes out of the Ark of the Covenant, which is quite interesting. And I have a gentleman that I'm studying under this time around for world history that actually has access to this stuff. And translating the ancient Hebrew is very, very hard. So I'm going to let you go. And we will get this posted. And we will continue our study series. It's going to be easy, enlightening. And at the end of it, I will give you a 20 or 30 minute discussion of the next few days. Now, I took a few days off. So, c'est la vie. I will see you later, and we will continue where we left off next week, and we will have two sessions next week. So I love you guys. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem, Israel, and pray for America and our president and going into the elections. May we have Trump as our president. Uh, I'm not happy with what I see. So keep in mind, he is president now, but our nation is on a teeter-totter right now. With the corona and everything, we need to pray. We need to be on our knees and repenting. So I'm going to let you go, and I'm going to see you, see you again. And I might post another section tonight on Yehu, son of Jehoshaphat of Nimish, and the brother Micaiah, son of Elah, Ilam, or Ilama, this is what it's called, or Elah, and we will read that section. So I'm going to stop the recording here, and I'm going to say you have a good day.